Welcome to the Pet Podcast for pet parents, pet lovers, and it's all about pets. I'm Lauren, a certified professional pet sitter and pet owner. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pet Podcast for another episode. So excited that you are listening. And again, thank you to everyone who has been joining us and listening or listening from the beginning. We appreciate you. And as always, if you have any questions or a specific topic you would like heard, just let us know. Comment on social media at the Pet Podcast, or you can email us at podcast at Pet Podcast. So today we are going to talk about is your pet watching TV? In order to answer that question, let's talk a little scientific, a little bit about what we, how we believe pets see. So dogs see in dichromatic vision. So they see two primary colors, yellow and blue, and they kind of see all the colors in that range of the yellows and blues. It's believed that cats can see a wider range of colors, but very little red colors. And us humans see in trichromatic. So we see all three primary colors, red, blue, and yellow. Of course, it's kind of said that dogs see similar to those with red, green colorblindness. I'm not quite sure how true that is, but at least that's kind of a little comparison to how pets may uh, see versus how we see in terms of colors. So dogs and cats are also farsighted. So they can see small objects from far away much better than we can, or at least that I can. I'm definitely nearsighted. So my pets can see better than I can. Things further away for them are much clearer, whereas things get closer up for them, they tend to be a little bit blurry. So let's answer the question, does your pet watch TV? Well, my answer is if they're looking at it and they are engaged, they are watching TV. Now, they are not watching in the TV in the capacity where we are, where we're clinging on to that dramatic storyline or laughing along with that sitcom, but they do see the colors, the movement, the objects, and they are able to recognize certain objects as well. Dogs can perceive images on television just as we can. So they can recognize the image of a dog. They can identify the sounds of that dog, such as barking, whimpering, that kind of thing, and make that association. So my dog, Sassy, when she's usually right there on the couch next to us when we're watching TV. She ignores all images of dogs on TV. She ignores all the sounds on TV of dogs. However, someone rings a doorbell on TV She's barking and she's running right to the front door, alerting us someone might be there. So, you know, she's very unmotivated with the dog portion of the television, but she's ready to answer the door if needed. So dogs register images much quicker than humans do. So if you have an old tube TV, most likely your dog is not going to be as engaged. The images per second on those old TVs are very slow but we can still perceive it as one continuous image where dogs and cats see it as like that 1920s flickering film where you can see it going from, you know, one image to the next or one slide to the next. That's how they see these, those old TV screens. Now with HD, 
HD projects many more images or slides per second. So pets can see HD TV in a very continuous stream, just as humans do. So, I mean, in my opinion, you don't need much more of a reason to go buy yourself a nice TV. Make sure you got a nice one so your pet can join in watching with you. So dogs really only half watch TV. They are drawn to certain colors and then that fast movement typically is what starts to engage them. And it's definitely more entertaining if they're watching something with animals such as Animal Planet than them watching the local news. That might not be as exciting. There's not much movement. The colors might be a little bit duller for them. So they just might not engage as much with the local news as they would with something on Animal Planet where they're talking about dogs or cats or whatever. So there are some dog-specific channels or shows. They are produced in HD, so pets can see it nice and seamless. I'm talking about things like dog TV is a great example. I think that's a pretty well-known application as well. They also tend to produce their images to really be sensitive to the dichromatic vision. So I've watched dog TV with some of my pet sitting clients. And to me, the images are beautiful. They're nice and vibrant. But to a dog, you know, they're really keeping certain colors in that scheme of the things that they might be attracted to, that they can see more vividly, images that might kind of attract their attention, that type of thing. So how your dog reacts to the TV can be based on personality or breed. For example, some dogs may only react when another dog is on TV or they hear another dog on TV. A great example is, you know, they might hear a dog and might go jump and run behind the TV trying to look for that dog because they're not making that association. But they do realize, you know, they can recognize those sounds and those images. But for example, like maybe if you have a hound breed, they may be less likely to really engage with the TV you know, they, they really rely on their sense of smell along with those images to engage. So they may see the image with the dog, not smell it and say, you know, I don't think there's really a dog around here. And so they may not even react at all. So cats typically are more interested in the movement on TV than maybe even some of the sounds that are coming from your television. They can see more colors than dogs and they can definitely distinguish detailed images from further away. So my cat Regina watches TV 100%. She loves to lay on the couch right next to us and sassy and engage completely with the TV. Her sister Phoebe could really care less. If she's coming on the couch, she's doing it cuddles only. She does not care what we're watching. Regina's attention is always caught by fast moving objects on the TV. So we're watching The Masked Singer, and there's a lot of bright colors. Yes, I love The Masked Singer. So when we're watching that, there's a lot of bright colors. They're dancing. There's a lot of movement. She is full on engaged. There are times where she has been, I thought she was asleep, and she'll sit up, and her focus is right on that TV. A few times she has even jumped up on the TV stand to get a closer look, but even Last, just last night, I was watching this horrible, horrible B film on Netflix 
but there was a fly in the scene and it was crawling across the wall in the scene. And next thing I knew, she took one flying leap onto that TV stand and kind of started pawing at the screen trying to get the fly. As encouraging as I wanted to be like, yes, get the fly, hunt, use those instincts. But I'm like, hold hold on a second. Please do not claw the TV. You know, so that's kind of how the cats really engage. But or Regina will sit there and just watch those bright colors all night if you would let her. But then there are times where we're watching other shows, something like The Office, which we love to have on in our house, where there's not as much quick movement. The lighting is not as bright. You know, there's a little bit more muted colors. There is no engagement from the cat at all. She just doesn't even care. I'm sure she hears it and she's like, okay, but it doesn't interest her. So something interesting I found out when I was doing a little bit of research for this particular episode is companies such as Purina, Nestle, and Whiskas made pet-specific or pet-directed advertisement. So they made their commercials and they used colors that cats could see, dogs could see, that really would draw their attention, as well as they added sounds. For example, Purina added a dog whistle into their commercial. Humans cannot hear that frequency, but dogs can. So in the middle of the commercial, they would, the dogs would hear this dog whistle and come running to the TV and start barking. What an interesting marketing campaign. Get the animals running at the TV when your commercial is on. From what I was reading, the most recent commercial that was made was in 2007. And that was Whiskas, and they had a campaign. Their whole commercial was in colors that were very appealing to cats. And then they had images of little fish that kind of went across the screen in a very, you know, random order. So it's kind of like my cats love technology. They're millennial cats. So they play with cat alone on my phone. And it's an app where there's a spider or maybe a laser pointer, and they can kind of swat at the screen. So it was the same concept where it was an object that drew their attention in with the colors, and then the cats would follow it around the screen or try to bat at it. And so these companies were really trying to excite the actual animals that were using their products. So it was just kind of interesting, fun little fact I wanted to throw in there. So I know we talked a lot about dogs and cats watching TV, so let's talk about some other animals. Maybe you have a bird or a small caged animal such as a guinea pig or a hamster. So those types of pets typically don't watch TV, but they do like the noise. So whether it's the audio coming from your TV or even a radio, birds and small caged animals, sometimes having those noises for them can really make them feel comfortable, especially if they're used to a lot of human noise in the house and then you're gone for a day. It might be a little stressful for them that with all of the quiet. So putting something nice and soothing on, classical music is fantastic. New age, such as Anya, something nice, easy listening to. I will tell you, no matter what anyone says, pets do not like modern music. Keep the pop, keep the hip hop, keep the rap. You know, it's just not the sounds that are soothing to them. So we can steer away from that. Pandora, Spotify, YouTube, there are tons of channels that are pet-friendly music or noises. So sometimes it might be some very calming 
uh, music with a flowing stream, that kind of thing that really can be soothing for them. Birds in particular really enjoy listening to the radio. It has a calming effect. It relaxes them. But most importantly, it can also help your bird from becoming bored. Because if you're a bird owner, you know one of the last things you want to do is have a bored bird because then they can become depressed. It can cause some health problems. They might start, you know, picking at their feathers. So you just want to avoid all of that. And again, classical music is great. I have taken care of some animals or birds, I should say, African gray with news radio on. You know, some birds are more interested in talking where some might just want those soothing sounds. Uh, Another bird I used to care for, a parakeet, he always used to listen to talk radio. And every once in a while, he'd let you know what the weather was, or he might repeat something that one of the announcers was saying. And again, this goes for all small caged animals as well. But what you do want to be careful of is the level of the volume. You don't want it up too high. Most animals have more sensitive hearing than we do. So if it's loud for you, it is very loud for them. So even something something that would be maybe a little bit too low for us might be the perfect level for your pet. So for example, I use this, I put music or the TV on for my animals all the time, even if we're not home. You know, if we're going out for just maybe a short period of time, I may leave the TV running, especially if Regina and Sassy are in their spots on our couch. Something interesting might come on they want to watch. You never know. But if we're going to be gone for a longer period of the day, I will always put on the radio for them. Usually classical music, something nice and soothing. This is also a wonderful thing to do if you are trying to drown out noise. And this goes for not just cats and dogs, but for all animals. Outside noises can be scary for them. Things such as fireworks, storms, maybe a lot of construction going on right outside your house. Those things can be stressful and scary. So, you know, putting on soothing music or even leaving on a TV, maybe bumping up just a notch on the volume to kind of drown some of those noise out can be a great thing for your pet as well. Thank you again for joining us. I'm so excited that we are on episode seven. It's a big deal. And I'm so glad that everyone has joined us and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pet Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. This helps us reach pet parents and pet lovers such as yourself. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Pet Podcast. If you have any questions you'd like answered or ideas for topics you'd like to hear about, send us a message through social media or send an email to podcast at petpodcast.com. See you next time.